The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum, and we are giving you yet another free agency update filling you in on the latest acquisitions and also departures for the New York Giants. Not too many big splash names that we have to to be discussed on today's show, but there are signings that were made. One guy is going to be leaving, and then we also have a couple questions that we will be answering at the end of the show in our partial mailbag on today's episode. So first thing that we just want to quickly touch on before we break down these signings, it was updated and, and released that Antoine Bethea was n- will not be coming back to the New York Giants. The Giants decided not to exercise Bethea's team option, meaning he is now a free agent. So after the one season with the Giants, the veteran safety is out the door and will likely be playing elsewhere, not with the New York Giants. However, they did re-sign wide receiver Cody Corp mostly known for his contributions on special teams and being a significant impact player on those specific fourth downs and kickoff, you name it, he's that type of a player. Makes a lot of sense with Joe Judge as the head coach that they made an effort to retain Cody Core. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we really should remember that Thomas McGahee and Tom Quinn are both still here. They were retained from the previous regime or in Tom Quinn's case regimes uh, going back to Tom Coughlin. So it, it does make sense that a guy they are both familiar with who played really well on the Giants coverage teams last year. I, there were a few times he downed punts basically right at the goal line. And you know, those kind of plays can really influence the outcome of a game. Yeah, his impact was very clear if you actually watch the special teams plays, but it's something that the average fan might not really notice that he's out there and doing great things on special teams. Having consistent players on the third level of the game that doesn't really get a ton of attention is so key to having consistency on special teams. You have a special teams-minded head coach in Joe Judge. He's going to try and bring in as many guys that can really fit the bill and fit his mentality as possible. So bringing back a guy that was already familiar with the current front office and Dave Gettleman, they're bringing back Cody Core on a two-year $4.7 million deal. So 
relatively cheap for wide receiver depth as well as uh, the additional piece for a starter on special teams. So they did actually go out and sign a special teams player, which again, I, I know it sounds painful for, for listeners to hear and fans of the Giants to hear that they're going and making these moves, not for the big name market guys, but rather for Nate Ebner, who is now a New York Giant. He was with the New England Patriots, was one of the best special teams players in the NFL last year, uh, notoriously with the Patriots and playing under Joe Judge's regime the six foot, two hundred and fifteen pound player also plays safety, but did not really see much, many snaps at the safety position in his time with the Patriots. He will be a significant contributor on special teams, though, for very obvious reasons. Yeah, when I was doing my research on him, yeah, he played all four coverage teams. He was the Patriots' personal punt protector. Former walk-on at Ohio State, he didn't even pick up football until his junior year of college. He was a rugby player and, in fact, went to the Olympics on for Team USA playing rugby in 2016. So he really is just a special teams specialist. Yeah, he's listed as a safety, but you know, I would not expect to see him on the field playing safety for the Giants unless things go horribly wrong. I do have to wonder, though, what this means for Michael Thomas. Well, I'm sure it won't impact things too much. They'd love to have as many specialist-type players that they can use in a ton of different situations on special teams. Uh, Guys that are leaders in that respective way, too. I I couldn't imagine that they would move on from Michael Thomas. I'm sure that it has Joe Judge foaming at the mouth that he has all of these known special teams contributors on this roster. But I, I, I will say, though, I'm sure that there's going to be a bit of a power struggle in the locker room over, you know, who's the best special teams guy over Ebner or Michael Thomas. Yeah, that I believe Michael Thomas is a free agent, so they would have to bring him back. But one one vote in his favor is that he actually can play safety on the field and he's not bad at it. Yeah, I don't think you want to rely on him as a starting safety. We kind of learned that over the last two years but as a third safety i i would feel pretty comfortable seeing him on the field and we know he is a great voice in the locker room he's a great leader on the field he's special teams captain so i would not be surprised to see the giants bring him back but you know signing another special team specialist safety that does kind of have to at least raise the question yeah it does obviously raise the question of if if he'll be coming back or not We don't know for sure yet because there's not been any movements on that. But like I said, I'm sure Joe Judge would be willing to bring back a guy that was a special teams leader and a captain because it all the more fits the mentality of the new head coach and also the whole new coaching staff. Final player that was signed during free agency was offensive tackle Cameron Fleming, formerly with the Patriots for a few years and then the past two seasons played with the Dallas Cowboys as a swing tackle, a guy that would step in and play for guys that were injured or needed to sit out a game. Uh, His most recent performance was actually week 17 this season against the Washington Redskins, uh, stepping in and playing left tackle for Tyron Smith. He's a really big offensive tackle, 6'6", 320 pounds. He is signing for a one-year deal that will pay him up to $4 million. What that means by the up to $4 million, if, if typically with these types of contracts, if he wins a starting job and steps in and plays right away, that typically will 
be added incentives to his contract and give him more money, getting him closer to that $4 million range. Yeah, I think we should expect Fleming to really be more of a backup swing tackle depth type player. But you know, your sixth offensive lineman is important. How many times have we seen the Giants offensive line reshuffled by one injury? So having a guy who could step in and be competent for a game, game and a half, whatever, at left tackle or right tackle, that that is a useful piece to have. I think we should hope that he is not their week in, week out starter. If something happens to Nate Solder, if they draft an offensive tackle and you know he stubs his toe or something like that, they at least have Fleming there. He can compete with Nick Gates and whoever the winner of that would be should be good to come in and just give the Giants some snaps, make sure they don't have a complete breakdown along the offensive line just by random chance. The other thing, too, is it's also added competition to the position group. So lighting a fire behind a number of the players in the Giants' offensive line meeting room, any good team is going to have competition and going to try and push guys behind them. So bringing in someone like Fleming who has experience starting games, not a full season type starter, but can come in and get behind players, motivate guys, help advance the performance of the whole group because he has a decent quality of talent, but not really starting level level talent. He'll probably step in and play a game here or two. They also have a number of other decent backup offensive linemen, but someone like Cameron Fleming will will serve as a relatively nice presence for the offensive line group. The most recent signing for the Giants was filling out the quarterback position for this offense. Daniel Jones, the clear-cut starter going forward, but like we discussed in full detail, bringing in a seasoned veteran backup was going to be very, very important for the development of Daniel Jones. So the Giants signed quarterback Colt McCoy, who was previously with the Washington Redskins and also had multiple stops along the way, previously drafted by the Cleveland Browns and also playing with the San Francisco 49ers. He's been in the league since 2010, so a lot of experience for Colt McCoy, and I think a lot of people would argue that McCoy is one of the better backup quarterbacks in this league. He's had the ability to step in and play in a number of situations for the various teams he's been a part of and contribute in various ways. Now, he's not going to come in and beat out Daniel Jones and start over him. Uh, He's not going to be a top-level player at the quarterback position if they do need him to step in, but he is still a veteran guy that not only can step in and play in the case of emergency, but also will have that experience being 33 years old to coach up Daniel, to help him out. And I'm sure that he understands that's part of the gig for him coming here to New York. The deal that he's signing is a one-year deal for $2.25 million with $1.5 million guaranteed. So a cheap one-year deal for the backup quarterback, Colt McCoy, adding to the quarterback position. To wrap up today's show, we have three questions in our mailbag, but before we get to them, we're going to take a very short commercial break. First question that we have is from Booker Daniels. He is asking, however, I was pleased to see a thoughtful and pragmatic approach to roster building. What do you guys think of the the direction of 
the team and the signings that the Giants have been making. Chris, why don't you take a crack at this one? Where do you really think and what are your thoughts about how the Giants have been moving in free agency? I like the way they have been constructing their contracts. I am not really surprised to see a lot of short contracts. I think we've seen a lot of short contracts pretty much all over the NFL this year. And I think part of that has to do with players wanting to get out and hit free agency again, possibly around or before the time the owners decide to enact the 17th game, which will happen after next year. So guys will probably want to you know, get out, get another bite of the apple as the money changes, the cap changes. And I like the fact that the Giants are front-loading a lot of their contracts, which it has held them back from making the big splash that we thought they might. All along, we were talking about Byron Jones and Jack Conklin and all the big-name free agents. But by front-loading a lot of the Giants' contracts, they really took themselves out of that market. But they're also going to be avoiding salary cap hell in a year or two with contracts on aging players or guys who might not have lived up to their expectations but are carrying a ton of dead money. You know That money is basically all going to be paid out after this year. So they can move on really pretty painlessly. And while they haven't been able to add the talent we kind of hoped and expected them to, they are in a good place going forward salary cap wise. And I like that. The salary cap obviously plays a lot into this and the contracts and how they're trying to structure things that way are really key. But in terms of talent and what they're doing, it is a little bit frustrating, understandably for fans that they didn't go out and sign some of these big name players. But I will say some of these additions do really fill what the coaching mentality is going to be and the type of players that Joe Judge was trying to bring to the roster in the locker room. They're, they're hardworking guys. That they're, they're underrated players that maybe don't get the same amount of shine as these big-name guys that were on the free agent market. Uh, James Bradbury, very underrated. Blake Martinez, very, very productive as a linebacker. The rest of these guys are depth and competition-based players and guys that are going to play on special teams. And I think that is really key to developing your roster. We heard so much from Joe Judge after he agreed to become the head coach of the New York Giants talking about having the right guys. And I think that if you go out and spend all the money on top free agents, sometimes those guys don't really fit in in your locker room. And there was obviously restrictions and, and things that have impacted the ability to interview guys because of the the COVID-19 outbreak that is happening in the country. But besides that, if you, even if you can't interview as many players, they probably had a sense of who they actually really were confident could come in, bring the right mentality, be coachable, have an impact. I'm not really going to speak negatively on the roster approach and the building approach because based on what you're trying to do, this could be very, very good. They're bringing in players that fit what you're trying to do. You don't. Not every team has to go out and sign Jack Conklin for a huge contract or Byron Jones for a huge contract because you're trying to make a splash. And even though we were pushing that and we were preaching that, you don't really need to do that. The New England Patriots have pretty much done that consistently for the last 20 years. They'll pay a little bit of big contracts here and there to get guys like Stephon Gilmore, but they're not really going to go out of their way to sign a ton of huge 
big name free agents because they know they can get guys that are coachable, coach them up, get them to get uh, improve and get better. And if they want to be paid way outside their range, then they'll just move on from them and trade them and push them to another team. Yeah, and this really is an an example of how coaching matters. The Giants are bringing in guys who, you know, Blake Martinez was very productive, but there were holes in his game in Green Bay. Uh, Kyler Fackrell had a big season, but he only he really only had one big season. The Giants are bringing in guys who they can use as pieces to fit together, and really, they're going to be ha- they're going to have to trust the coaching staff to fit those pieces together, and to really build something cohesive out of those pieces. And that has been something which really the team has lacked over the last several years, not just under Pat Shermer, but also Ben McAdoo. Assuming it works out and assuming the coaching is there, that is how they will build a team. And that is how you build a consistently good team. Our next question from Twitter is from Vlado Kurek, and his question is just asking, do all these moves look like huge Joe Judge influences, type of players, type of contracts, that kind of stuff? I'm going to say right off the bat, yes, this is all like I just discussed. This is all more Joe Judge influence, trying to bring in guys that fit what you want in your locker room, that are coachable, that can be coached up and overall change the philosophy and the mentality of the team as a whole. Personally, I want to hold out another year. Just, you know, this is the first time we've seen Joe Judge in charge of anything, you know, beyond special teams, not to diminish special teams at all, because, you know, that's kind of our wheelhouse here. (laughs) But, you know, we haven't seen him as a head coach before at any level. So I'm not sure we can say what exactly is a Joe Judge move and what is just the Giants examining how they have done business in the past and wanting to take a maybe a little bit more forward-thinking approach to how they structure their contracts and how they deal with the salary cap what, rather than making those big splash moves, trying to set up something that might be a little bit more sustainable. And also, we did just have a new CBA signed, so the landscape is changing. So maybe some of the some of the Giants moves and how they've approached free agency this year, maybe some of that is due to the fact that they're not really sure what the salary cap and free agent and really the NFL landscape is going to look like even a year from now. You know, we don't really know what it's going to look like when the NFL is playing 17 games. We don't know what kinds of contracts players and agents are going to push for or what kinds of contracts the rest of the league is going to want to dole out for a 17 game season so i just want to have a another data point maybe another year or two before we decide you know this is how joe judge is going to inform the giants roster construction as the head coach that is a fair point that you you can't really say definitely that this is how Joe Judge operates and how he's going to be in free agency because it is the very first time that anyone has seen him operate as a head coach in charge of building a team and a roster. But just from the base level of overall mentality and trying to get guys that that, that fit the bill, I, I think that it does definitely go along with what we've heard from him when we heard him talk at 
various press conferences. Last question that we have from Steve L. Alessandrini. He's asking, or saying rather, I believe the Giants can untag Williams and use the money to sign other players. Williams as in Leonard Williams. If so, do you think Gettleman should give him a take-it-or-leave-it deal, and if he leaves, pull the tag and shop elsewhere. It's probably the only way to get leverage back with Williams. We still have many needs to fill, and David Gettleman doesn't like to draft hungry. For this question, I'm going to address this more in the sense of they should not give Leonard Williams too much leverage, and what I mean by that is I don't think they should be paying him ridiculous amount of money over the value that he's really worth. He's probably more in that $10 million price range based on the fact that they just tagged him. If they have to pay him anything over 12, I think that's unrealistic. So if they, if they can't get a deal done, let him play under the tag, play the season. If you don't like what you got from him, if you still really like him that much, then you try to get a long-term deal done. But I, I don't think it's worth paying him over 12 or 13 million dollars just because that's the type of contract he's seeking yeah i i agree there yeah i i would say 10 million is probably the that's probably the number the giants should be looking for i would prefer something lower than that just because you know leonard williams is who he is at this point you know i don't think we can really expect the light to click on and him to suddenly quote unquote get it in year six of his career you know what we have seen so far i i think that he is who he is the wild card in all of this i think is jadavian Clowney. yeah the giants still have a huge need at edge you know yes they signed kyler fackerel uh o'shane zimenez did flash lorenzo carter does have you know really freakish athleticism for a player his size but Zimenez only flashed. Fackrell has not been a consistent threat off the edge. And Carter is still a work in progress at best. You know, the Giants need an edge rusher. And unless they want to bet that Chase Young is going to fall into their lap at fourth overall, which with the Philadelphia Eagles trading for Darius Slay and creating a need at cornerback for the Lions, that is... I would hazard a guess that the chances of Young slipping to four have moved, have increased if, you know, Washington, if the rumors that they're interested in Tua are true or that Miami really wants to trade up for Tua, you know, perhaps, perhaps just a chance that Chase Young could slip down to four. But do you really want to bet that that's going to happen? And, you know, we've talked about this a bunch before, the the quality of pass rusher after Chase Young drops significantly. So if Jadavian Clowney's price tag tumbles enough that, you know, the market he wanted just is not there, I could potentially see the Giants pulling the tag on Williams or playing real hardball to get him to sign a long-term deal to really lower that cap number from 16.1 down to 10 million or less. And then maybe using that additional cap room to get go get Jadavian Clowney. But that would be a real wild card. 
We'll have to see what ends up happening with Leonard Williams and if they'll actually reach a long-term deal with him or if he'll play under the tag. That is all currently up in the air right now, and there are also still other free agents available on the market for the Giants to sign. Once we know if any of those players do come around, we will be providing reactions for those various players like we've done so far throughout this free agent process. Be sure to rate and subscribe, folks, wherever you're listening to us. And also follow us on social media at Big Blue View. You can follow me at Joe DeLeon. You can follow Chris at Raptor MKII. Make sure to stick around and see if any other moves do happen. We will be here to provide a breakdown of any other moves that happen for the Giants.